best, the brightest, the most dedicated professional athletes get on this platform. Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of British Wrestling Spotlight on the IndieCorner.com. I'm JP, I'm not with Benno and Joe this week as Joe's sunning himself away in Spain and you're going to be hearing the dulcet tones of Benno towards the end of this week as he will be joining me as well for a British Wrestling Spotlight. We look at the fallout from NXT UK but also from the premiere of ITV World of Sport Wrestling as well which is the point of this podcast. Um, this is a special with a series of interviews from some of the stars of ITV's World of Sport Wrestling relaunch. We were lucky enough to speak to, on the day, Doug Williams, Shah Samuels, Yestin Reese, Adam Maxted, Kip Sabian, SoCal Val, Nathan Cruz, who are all kind enough to take time out of their day to give us their thoughts and their reactions to this because we saw this at a cast and crew screening in London on the Wednesday before the premiere so it was the first time that a lot of these wrestlers had had a chance to actually see some of the show as well and we'll be giving our thoughts on that like I say uh, later on this week on Sunday we will be recording another G1 special going to the end of, of week three so yeah there's a little bit of audio content coming up on the next few days on the indiecorner.com um also go to indiecorner.com as well have uh read some of the articles there's been some excellent g1 coverage from luke hickey um we've had some articles up on fight club pro as well as new japan and, and lots of other british independent shows as well so if you're looking for all things good in the world of British wrestling, come along and visit theindycorner.com. You can find me on Twitter at jpjippy. That's J P J I P three E's, and you can find Joe at Lemsip with four P's and Benno at Benson Richardy. So please uh, give us a follow. Let us know what you think, and you'll be hearing from me at the end of this week. Now let's roll on with the interviews. Hello, I'm here with Doug Williams. Uh, we just watched World of Sport. Doug, what were your thoughts on World of Sport, first of all? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. It had a great energy to it. Uh, the hour flew by. Um, plenty of different characters, people that you know can get in, invested in. Um, yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. Excellent. Um, you weren't on this episode that we just watched, obviously, but obviously you pop up in the next episode. Can you just tell us what your role was in the creation of World of Sport? Um, I was helping with producing the wrestling content. You know, basically getting the guys uh, in the ring do what, what they wanted, um, you know, uh, to uh, further the storylines, get themselves over, get the stories of the matches over and help in, in developing the characters, you know. So, uh, you know, quite a big role backstage and 
and hopefully it was successful in what I did. Excellent. So you were wrestling and taking on a role as a talent agent, if anything, as well on the show. Yes, exactly. Awesome. And I suppose you were your TNA experience as well. You know about a wrestling television product, so that makes sense. I was also going to ask you as well, were you helping with stuff like match layouts and that recommending how the matches sort of... Um, sort of flow and the ebb and flow of the matches at all exactly yeah I mean that's exactly what, what you know, the idea was and uh, you, you know you, you structure your match together to get you know to get the heels over and get the baby faces over and to tell the story that the, the you know the, the writers want to be told on the screen um, and that's you know probably more difficult than people think but yeah. and I mean there's a lot of other things making sure guys don't do the same moves that have been done before so there's no repetition there's a lot of stuff you can't do because you're on TV so it's making sure those are moderated doesn't look too violent you know it just covers a whole range of stuff that you know the mental work of doing that is sometimes harder than the physical work of getting in the ring I was going to ask how hard is it working because obviously you're talking about um, a style that, that worked on this show yeah. which was kind of almost stripped back to basics yeah. Yeah. Um, and working with younger talent who perhaps they, you know they could get the run of themselves and decide to do a million things at once yeah. um, how was it working with the younger talent how do they take on board the idea of the differences between working normal shows and working um, for a television product? Well, you know what? I don't think it was as hard as it might seem because a lot of the talent have done a lot of what... You know what holiday camp shows are? Yeah. Holiday camp, a lot of them have done that, and we just said it's, just, just, it's a, a higher-octane version of that, basically. You strip back to the basics, you get your characters over, put in a few flashy moves to impress who you need to impress with that sort of stuff. Um, so that was, I mean, that was that was the easy stuff. Getting them to slow down, getting them to wrestle for TV is always a difficult thing because a lot of them are very audience-based. Um, so you've got to, you know, make sure they keep their head up. The camera's always got to see their face, and that you're playing to the audience at home and not the audience in the studio. And that's that's the most difficult thing to, to try and uh, teach these guys and make sure they do it as a habit as opposed to having to think about it all the time. But uh, you know, they got it. They got it. Considering they had, you no, know, most of them had very little TV experience at all they all understood and they all uh, certainly by the end of 10, 10 episodes they were had it down pat you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me banging their ear every five minutes don't forget to look up look up, look at the camera you know make sure the face catches the camera catches your face you know it's just but it, was, you know, it was fun it was intense but fun it sounds like you played a really vital role in the show if anything from what you're saying um, I was also going to say to you because with your experience with TNA what are the differences or similarities compared to, say, your TNA experience, your experience working for World of Sport and ITV? Well, the biggest thing is that this wasn't live. You know, when you're filming TNA, they used to film the shows as if they were live. So very, very strict on time. If you, if you screw up, you can't go back and, and fix it. With this, we were told, you know, they, they, they're, they're taping. It's not live. You can edit it. So anything they want the guys to go over time, do longer than they're asked to do, so they can play about with it and edit it. Um, you know, if you screw up, make sure... You know, you can do it again. You know, breaking cave. But you know what I mean. That's yeah, yeah. that's the main difference really between TNA and obviously TNA are a wrestling company that film it. This is a TV company that's filming wrestling. So their mindset is coming from a different angle. Like they're filming a TV show. So it's me trying to work around, work with the guys to try and say, listen, let them work wrestle. You know, let them work as a wrestler doing a wrestling show and then you film it and capture what you want with the TV cameras otherwise they start micromanaging everything you know wrestlers do this A, B and C and you can't do that you've got to let them do their thing as wrestlers and film it and edit it how you want later on and that was you know, that's a little bit of a 
a trick, but we got we got around it, and they kind of understood at the end, you know, that the easiest way to film it is just go with the flow. You know? I was going to say, with uh, you mentioned before about sort of comparing it to almost the holiday camp experience, and that's one of the things you really get from the audience: see the amount of kids who are there and the amount of families who aren't going to be like us, who are kind of following the ins and outs of the industry every day of the week. Do you think for those younger talent, this is kind of one of those experiences that they wouldn't have had working in terms of that sort of audience where it's kind of a blank slate and you've got to go out there and you've got to impress them and, and your name for whatever you're doing other companies is not going to sort of carry any water well, as I said before I don't think that's that difficult for the talent because they do a lot of holiday cam shows they do a lot there in this country as opposed to say the States yeah. there's a lot of family shows yeah. where you have to go out no one knows who you are and you have to get yourself over in a minute or two and that guy, most of these guys, they've been doing that for 10 years or so already. Yeah. And when it came to doing it in front of an audience who don't know them, and to be fair, the audience they had were quite knowledgeable, and, and most of them knew, you know, were familiar with the people already. But if you try to do it with the guys at home, people watching on TV, I think these guys, you know, are, are effective in doing that, you know, and a lot of them, little mannerisms, getting their characters over, as well as just doing the functional mechanics of wrestling, I think they've all got it worked out, and uh, hopefully it transfers, and people at home pick up and get invested in the characters what sort of audience would you like to watch this show if you could if you everybody, had everybody <laughs> possible I mean let's get 20 million listen, on it listen yeah. well you know <laughs> let's let's get as wide a base an audience as possible yeah. you know what I mean we want people just just want to enjoy it and want to come out and see the show and have fun and have a good time that's all that matters really it doesn't matter where you're coming from you might come and enjoy the technical aspect of it you might like the high spots you might like the characters it doesn't matter to me as long as you're coming out and you're enjoying yourself you know, spend some money and you go and come back time and time again that's all that counts really silly question we've been talking a lot about crossover potential with okay. ITV wrestlers doing ITV stuff oh, yeah. some of the stuff we've said is uh, Shah Samuels on I'm a Celebrity and Rampage Brown working in Kevin Webster's garage in Coronation Street is there anyone you think could do a really good sort of crossover job including yourself oh I don't know really that's tricky isn't it you really oh not me no no the missus might have something to say about that <laughs> I do like dancing on ice or something that'd be, although, oh, that'd be good fun. although yeah I'm worried about my knees if I go dancing I might, yeah. but um wow that'd be, that's a question isn't it oh, they're going to pop up everywhere you know what wrestlers are like they'll, they'll appear on anything <laughs> I think I, I think I could see look out like, yeah the Panto season next year is going to be a wash with us you know oh, hey you'll be good and you'll be able to take it relatively easy hopefully on those it'll be a different kind of pressure it will it will definitely definitely Doug thanks so much for your yeah. time mate thank you Doug I can't wait to see you on Loose Women at some point hey. cheers mate with Kip Sabian and uh, Easton Reese and Yeston Reese. There we go. A- apologies, yeah, apologies. Say sorry again. So I do apologise. <laughs> now, we now we're good, now we're good. Guys, we've just watched the uh, debut episode of World of Sport. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the episode. Obviously, you featured in the episode in a tag match. How did you find the experience? How did you find the episode? People that are turning, tuning into it, you know, it's going to be wrestling fans, but it's also going to be families that are turning in for Saturday Night TV. I think they're going to be entertained from start to finish. I think that 
we knew it was an, entertain, an entertaining product as well as a wrestling product, I think that came across in the show. We had, obviously, it was a difficult first show. You've got to introduce pretty much half the roster in one go and go, here's all these people you've got to try and remember. But I think that everyone that was introduced well, and then when you see them later on in the series, you're going to, oh, I know them guys, or I don't like them, or I like this guy. So I think it did an excellent job of just introducing wrestling back to the, the mainstream, basically. Yeah, totally. Like, to agree with Yestin, it's it's the perfect combination of a wrestling product and a family entertainment product. So, for example, the wrestling fans can watch it and go, ah, oh, that, was, that was a sick show. And the families can watch it and go, Oh, I understand what's going on. I like the the goody or the baddie or they understand the story. And I think even from like the first episode as you saw, it's very easy to understand what's going on in the way that us as performers are uh, showing it, in the way that the uh, cameras are picking it up, in the way that the commentary team are working, in the way that the announcers are working, the way it's edited. I think like it's just a real family friendly but also targeted at a wrestling audience as well. Was this your, you guys' first experience of a TV wrestling product as well, or had you worked any sort of TV product before? Um, I mean, like, I've spent years trying to work in a TV style, if that makes sense. So, like, even on the smaller indies, I'll constantly be going, right, here's my cameras, here's the faces I need to pick up. I've, I've, I've always focused, and I know Yestin's the same, focused on a TV product and waiting for the opportunity to then put that into fruition. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. Obviously, I've been working for ICW for over a couple of years now, and obviously that is a show that is weekly produced wrestling TV. Obviously, it's a network show, but that that gave me an idea of what you know how to work TV in, in a much more in depth. You know, working with multiple cameras, and then this just took it to the next level. You know, that you can see from the, the level of production, the amount of cameras that are in there, and, and everything that goes into it. So they're capturing every single emotion that's on your face and stuff like that. So it, it's it's good practice and something like we both worked towards doing but this was the first real true studio wrestling with a full camera assembly and stuff like that so yeah I was going to ask one of the things that was really noticeable was that there wasn't too much of the show that was kind of done backstage but you were in one of the few backstage bits and it was interesting that in that space of a minute it kind of really got over what your tag team was about the kind of roles that you're going to be playing in there as well is that something that you guys had kind of worked on beforehand or was it something that kind of came about naturally when you looked at the kind of the size dynamics between you for I example mean, I, I mean like with me and Yestin we obviously had a lot of our own creative control in that aspect and it was really clear from the first moment where it was you guys we want you to be a team that dynamic that we initially just developed from outside of the wrestling became our actual wrestling persona so for example it's as me and Yesin always say it's like a, a big brother little brother scenario where I'll get myself in certain scenarios but I've always got big bro to bail me out right yeah. which as an example is I'm pretty sure Yesin was about to say but I'm going to say it first um, today uh, getting to this particular uh, premiere I didn't know how to really drive into London uh, obviously I drive but I didn't know where to park or how to get it so my initial response straight away out of anyone message Yestin Yestin what do I do <laughs> park here get on this tube with me and we'll get there and that's, that's how it so he, he met me at the car park and then directed me through the tubes showed me that you can use a contactless card on the tube I, I didn't know that so you know but that dynamic that we have I think 
straight away. Across, and it will come across more as you go through and watch the rest of the series, you know. And I think we, we had an experience, we came back from the, the match that you've just seen and, and we just looked at each other and we knew that this team was going to work. We've both been in teams where you almost feel like you're, you're butting heads, not intentionally with your tag team partner, but we knew from that first match, literally, that it was going to come together and it was, we were going to be a, a successful unit working together, definitely. Yeah, it was... It was I easily understood Yestin's strengths and Yestin understood my strengths so it wasn't like I was trying to go in there and take away from the strengths that Yestin had or Yestin was going in there and trying to take away from my strengths it was we both used each other's strengths to create the team so yeah it's been it's been really good really good and this is the first time you've ever teamed up I take it then as well that was was the first tag match we ever done together we've been on lots of shows together We'd never worked. No, we'd never been in the ring together. No, and then literally it was like, right, week before the taping, right, we want to put you two together as a team. What sort of dynamic do you think it's going to be? We came together with the sort of big brother, little brother sort of dynamic, and they were like, brilliant, we like it, let's run with it. And that was the first, and I think as you watch through the weeks, you'll see that that dynamic and the team definitely improve and progress as well. Is it an act you'd like to take on the road and use in other promotions potentially? Yeah, we're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to well, not to give anything away, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, like we we both spoke about it, and it's it, it's something that we're really excited to try and get out there more because we feel that together it's 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 the perfect dynamic. You know, hopefully, you know, people are going to realise that we're on a national platform and, and to help, you know, British wrestling in general if they can bring in being kept other stars that you're seeing on the TV to local wrestling shows that's only going to help the, the crowd the crowd numbers therefore progress and things that go from there so hopefully yeah. it's something that it just really helps works. it helps British wrestling as a, as a whole like we went into this series all of us the entire team with the idea of right we want to do something that is going to help get eyes on British wrestling so whether it's on the TV or, or whether it's a small indie show down the road having it on a global platform helps to bring people into those smaller shows because they might see us on TV and go oh, I really enjoyed that oh there's wrestling down the road let's go and check that one out and then it helps build this plethora of British wrestling which when we went into it that was the goal that we had um, and obviously all of the guys at ITV as well and the WOS guys themselves behind the scenes were really supportive and it was a big team effort not just from us as a wrestling team but from the entire team as a whole we all work together which is why I think the product came out so well really silly question Um, obviously one of the things we've spoken about it's kind of a common theme that we're asking tonight is about crossover opportunities with other kind of ITV projects Love Island here we go (laughs) well Alex Shane said he thought you two were team Love Island well well what I what I <laughs> what I will say is that myself and Yestin, for anyone that are listening, are very interested in other TV opportunities <laughs> and other TV avenues. I mean, if you want us to host our own show, we're more than happy to do yes, so. Definitely. We're happy. We could be the new Anton Deck. We are happy to bring in or or Kip and Peck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good That's work. a big chest reference because Yestin's yeah. tanked. Oh, yeah. We 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 both have sort of the goal in mind of we love wrestling wrestling is one of our favourite things in the world um, but we also want to expand into other areas as well as that 
So it's going to be a launching pad, if anything, to take you into those other areas? I think the wrestling is going to be the base of everything that we do going forward. But if there are other opportunities, we're both keen to explore because who wouldn't? You know, it, it could open doors into lots of different platforms and lots of different avenues and stuff like that. So it's definitely, definitely keen to see what, what, what gets put in front of us, basically. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much for seeing us today. Good to meet you. Children, let your disillusion melt into the night. We're with the East End Butcher, Char Samuels. How are we? You enjoyed the show? It was good, mate. It was good. Really See, good. I'm the one answering the questions here. Did you enjoy the show? <laughs> yeah, we did, uh, was your, who, who was your favourite? Oh, How was I? Fucking brilliant. You're awesome. Awesome, you awesome. Fan Even when you were ringside, you were got, the main event. got the pleasantries out of the way. You realise, you've appreciated that I'm the best on the show. Next question. Mate, you're my favourite wrestler in the UK, you know, so there's no one uh, better than you. That was so. all gone to his head. He's saying that of his own free will. <laughs> and I pre- Honestly, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Mate, those Your Cool shows haven't been yeah, the same I since just, you've not been on them. Thank you very much. I can't wait to get back on them Your Cool shows. Hint, hint, hush, hush, if you're listening, Andy. Yeah. At Rev Pro. If you're listening, I'd love to get back on them shows. Well, I tell you what, mate, you absolutely deserve it. You deserve it for nothing else but that, that top rope moonsault you did at the cockpit, which still lives long in the memory. I, I did that for a laugh, you know what I mean? I thought, like, I didn't give anyone any warning, like, a confession time. When I did that, I was joking about it backstage, and I said, I'm going to do a, um, a moonsault here outside, and everyone laughed. And I, I went, no, I'm, not, I'm joking. Then I laughed along with them. I said, just catch me. I'm going to do something, but it won't be graceful. It won't be good. And next thing you know, I was up there, because I've not done it in um, years. I did it when I was training. And I thought, fuck it, I'm up here. <laughs> I tr- the guys that are, are beneath me are world class. I'm the best wrestler in the world. They know what I'm doing. And thank God it worked out well. And that's still, even though it's such a small, intimate venue, that is still one of the best memories I've ever got wrestling. Because the reaction was so loud, I did not think, I thought I was going to fuck it up, but it was a big buzz. But the problem with that, I do it every single show after that and it caused a lot of injuries and a lot of problems so I'm having another break <laughs> if, it, if it means anything Trent Seven and Matt Riddle were having a good long chat about it after we were up at the merch really? oh, they cool. were on about that well, moonsault Trent, Trent, what's funny about that Trent was on my case for doing stuff like that all the time and I was very ignorant to be honest to be like nah I'm me I'm me I, I don't need to do stuff like that so I'm happy he was in the match and he got to cash it so, so you've been wrestling 15 years yeah, now and how does it feel watching yourself going out prime time Saturday nights ITV well, you know what like, to be honest, the original goal was just to make a good scene in this country yeah. and I thought it wouldn't get mainstream until I left and because and, and the, the next great generation of stars are much are so good and they're getting so good so quick so I'm just happy I'm a part of it now with, with NXT UK with WS Wrestling I'm happy I'm a part of it small part I'm happy have you had times over the years where you've considered packing it in at all? Plenty of times, plenty of times. But you know what? I always, um, I thought, no, you know what? Some people play golf at the weekends, I wrestle at the weekends. I'm always going to keep doing this until my body says, no, you can't do it anymore. What got you into wrestling? What was the thing that got you down this like road? everyone, when I started wrestling, it was big. It was so big. It was huge. It was The Rock. It was Austin. It was uh, Mankind. It was The Undertaker. It was, it was all the top stars. It was the Attitude Era. And by chance, when I was at school, when I was in sixth form, there was a guy with a rock tattoo, a Brahma ball on his arm. And I was like, I like wrestling. Clearly, you like wrestling. So I went and spoke to him. And he told me he trained at a place called Dropkick's Academy in Perthley, which is near Lakeside Shopping Centre. And I tagged along with him one time. 
and I didn't outgrow it. I kept going, I kept going, and then a year after our training, I, I wrestled, and next thing you know, I'm wrestling every weekend. And after that, um, we're wrestling on in video in front of video cameras, and after that, we're wrestling in front of thousands of people, and after that, we're wrestling on fucking ITV in front of millions of people. So it's it's a, a long journey, and I can't believe I'm still starstruck and shocked that. I've just watched myself on a mainstream TV show. I'm proud. Everyone killed it. Everyone smashed it. There was a time when everyone laughed at the British scene. It wasn't an important. It was Japan. It was Me- Mexico. It was America. But Britain is proving now that we are the best scene in the world. And I'm so fucking proud. More eyes on us than anyone else in the world. I don't care what anyone says. More people will be watching this than they will Monday Night Raw in America. Intentionally, maybe not. I'm not. That's not a fact. But potentially, and that's a big deal. Big deal. Absolutely. We're talking about wrestling potentially into the zeitgeist again. Yeah. It becomes a big deal throughout the country. It's the kind of stuff where one of the things we, we joked about before we started recording this is that we've been pitching for you and I'm a celebrity get me out of here. Uh, frankly, there is a lot of ITV products we're thinking we need to get you in at Midsummer Murders. Midsummer Murders, um, out of Agatha Christie's Pyro. The All of the chase. I'd love to be up against the chase. It's the bill I'm still a, about. Um, who wants oh, to be a millionaire? The bill. I'll be perfect on the bill. Villain number four from the East End of London. Oh, mate, you're bigger than that. I know, but I, I love it. I mean, I'm so happy and privileged to be part of this. You know, long may it continue because there's so much talent in this country, and we deserve to have mainstream exposure. I was going to ask as well. What were your actual thoughts on the show? Is that the first time you'd seen it as well? I've seen it. I'm, I was on Cloud Nine. I'm biased because I know a lot of the people that are on the show. And seeing their work on a, such um, a well-produced show blew my mind. I was so proud of Grado. Rampage showed why he's one of the best in the world. And even guys like Justin Sizem, who, who people don't know what he's about, he got to showcase his skills. Will Ospreay's the best in the world. I don't care what anyone says. And he's on the biggest pla- He's on a big platform anyway, but he's on an even bigger platform. And he, he's helping us all go forward. Guys like him are paving the way. Guys like him, Marty Skull, Zach Zaber Jr., um, guys like them put attention to the British scene so thank you and I'm so happy he's part of this show in the time that you've been in here 15 years is this the high point you think of British wrestling where the point where you've got a WWE uh, sorry NXT UK territory and you've got World of Sport Wrestling you've got Rev Pro Progress all the other promotions throughout the UK ICW it's, it's uncharted territory. I mean, it's, it's, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's, in, it's just enjoy the spotlight. We don't, it, it can last a day, it can last a year, or it can last forever. Let's just enjoy it and, and appreciate the hard work that everyone's done. I mean, guys like Johnny Storm, Jody Flyers, Mark Sloan, Doug Williams, Alex Shane paved the way for us, and we, they passed us the baton, and we, we've carried it on. But if it wasn't for them, there would be no British scene. It's a collective effort proud of everyone it's no one not one person has um, done themselves it's a collective effort years and years of hard work excellent I was going to ask you as well when it comes to the show are you, have you just got a talent role in the show or if someone of your experience did you have any sort of production role do you have any sort of saying like layout and matches or no, what any of the talent were doing it's just talent um, thank god we have, we have people like Doug Williams on the show guys like Stu Bennett and Alex Shane they provided that I was happy to learn from them because I've, I've been doing it a long time but I've been doing it under my own guidance yeah. I've not had uh, someone who's got more experience than me so I'm learning as well so, sure, yeah. sure. is there anything you'd like to transition into long term at all or do you just want to remain well, talent guy? well he's gave me an idea I'm a celebrity get me out of here would be a great thing to transition into oh, yeah. 
But as long as we continue this, um, this, this, um, I can't, I don't even know the word for it. Perfect. <laughs> what he says, as long as we continue what we're achieving right now, long may it continue. Long may it continue. Find your stuff. Where can we find your merch? Where can we find you online? And anything else you'd like to be uh, pushing in terms of where you're going to be over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Shahsamuels.bigcartel.com. I appreciate any support. It pays the bills. Um, His follow- brother's got one of the Yeast T-shirts. Appreciate that, mate. The one with uh, the, the, like, Phil the Mitchell. characters. Oh, it's a fucking brilliant T-shirt. That's your song, mate. Oh, mate. A bit of Charlotte. Thank you very much. Follow me on Twitter. Follow everyone. Um, just follow the scene. Don't follow just me. Follow everyone. You go and enjoy uh, your your song. It's actually my song as well. I just realised that now. I realised that. Thank you very much, lads. Cheers, mate. Right, we're here with Adam Maxted. Uh, we've just finished watching the World of Sports screening. Adam, how did you find uh, the debut show? Uh, very excited to obviously see the final product all edited. Um, it was a very busy uh, and intense three days when we filmed it, so to kind of be able to sit back now and relax and watch it is really reward- rewarding, especially for me to be able to, to be a part of it. Only like two years into my wrestling career, so. I was going to say, two or three years into your wrestling career, and you've got a TV platform already. How does that feel to be, you know, out on TV at this point? Do you feel like you're ready for it? Do you feel like you need that little bit more experience? How did you feel in that TV set? Um, obviously, I was really nervous. Like, some, I'm on, I'm on a roster with guys who've been wrestling over 10 years, a lot of them. you got Rampage, who's, like, the best in Europe, probably. you got, like, Will Ospreay, who's New Japan. So, for me, it's kind of like, I felt like I still had the Love Island stigma which obviously is why they're going to bring me in because they might think, well, we'll get casual fans attracted to watch it because someone from Love Island was on it because you know how big the show is. So, like, it doesn't bother me that. But for me, it's like I've got 10 episodes to prove myself that I'm actually a decent wrestler as well. And I, I know myself, I've still got a lot to learn and a lot to improve on. Like I said, only two years in, it takes years till you're like fully confident in the ring. And even then, you're still learning stuff. But for me, it's just awesome to be part of something so big, and hopefully it can be something for years to come, and I can say that I was part of the first ever series, you know? You've worked... Where we first came across you was OTT and WrestleRama, particularly in Belfast, and seeing the reaction you got from the Belfast crowd, who can be harsh. If they if they don't like you, they'll, they'll make yeah. it known that, that that's the case, and if they thought that you were just... Uh, reality TV star trying to cash in on wrestling they would have seen through it as well how has it been in terms of the development of your career over the last couple of years and how do you feel like in terms of the next steps for you and where you want to go it's good that you mentioned OTT because like Joe the guy that books it I actually sent him over the Love Island contract because I took my first bump in a ring with Joe I started my first training with Joe Cabrera like down in Dublin and he's always someone that I've looked up to and respected and admired um, so he gave me my first opportunities in OTT as well. So then before going to Love Island, I sent him over the contract, said, can you take a look at it? And he was like, you know what, it's a bit of a risk, but if it pays off, then it could be good for you. So I've always got, sort of gone back to Joe. So the fact that he's continued to believe in me, he's continued to give me opportunities to give me a match with Pete Dunne, like last month or a month before, that went well. So, you know, it's, it's just been awesome to be a part of, of that. But like you say, the crowd can be really harsh. And the fact that I think a lot of people would have been like, 
uh, who didn't know I was training a wrestler before I went on the show, they'd be like, oh, who's this guy thinking he can just be a wrestler because he did a TV show, but they didn't know that I was already training and I was starting to wrestle. And the fact that two years on, I'm still going, I'm still doing it, I'm still improving. Hopefully it's going to open up eyes and people are going to be like, okay, well, he is dedicated and like not, not that it's going to shut people up because people are entitled to their opinion and it doesn't bother me. Like the negative comments, the negative like things, that just motivates me even more. I just throw it onto the to the fire and I'm like, well, I'll keep working hard to to prove you guys wrong. And like I said, I know I've got so much more, but I'll keep keep at it. And how do you find sorry working in front of an OTT audience to say a world of sport audience? What are the differences in the way you do work? What do you, is there anything you change up about the game or what, is there anything you can keep the same? What, what's the differences like? Can you tell us a little bit? Like, well, obviously OTT is like over 18, so you can kind of get away with saying what you want, and the fans will also say what they want. But I just I love the OTT environment, especially at the Tivoli, where it's such a hot crowd. They're so intense. They're so close. So. Um, for me, it's just again, I can be the cocky. You start girl. seeing go down. To Very. Um, hopefully, Joe can find a, a, a venue that can kind of reenact the sort of same atmosphere. It will be really hard, but it's the same with Belfast because Mandela Hall's also yeah. going as well, which is quite that's sad. Great little, we and that's a great year. venue. Yeah, but we did we did um, the show at the Europa Hotel. Oh and yes, the, yeah. the production was actually really good. So. Again, I think the wrestling fans are going to keep supporting OTT, and there's so much talent as well in Ireland that, like, again, I'm proud to be the only like Irish wrestler that's on this. But again, this could open up so many more opportunities for other wrestlers that that Joe is working with back at OTT, the contender shows that he's doing and stuff as well. Like, there's guys that people like, like haven't even heard their names, like Curtis Murray, for example, back in Belfast. He is he's such a talented guy, but people just don't know about him. And hopefully that this can lead to things. If, if this is going to be on every week for years, then they're going to need to keep bringing in new fresh yeah. talent, and they can't just have it from England all the time. They might have to bring in like the odd few uh, people, like Kings of the North as well for tag teams. I saw a lot of a lot of people, you know, talking about them on Twitter and things. So surely there's going to be opportunities for more people. Well, it was one of the things that my 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 dad's from Waterford, so. One of the things that got him into world of sport was watching Fit Finley because yeah, yeah. he was the only Irish wrestler that was on there. So, like you say as well, I mean, there is always that potential to see the likes of a Curtis Murray, um, uh, Scotty Davis, uh, LJ Cleary, to hopefully being able to come over and work as well. Yeah, well, the Irish scene is, is just as on fire as uh, the British scene as well. Oh, absolutely. And they, they are. I've seen Scotty Davis over at. Uh, Will Ospreay's promotion recently. In frontline, yeah. Yeah, so it just shows you what Joe is doing back in Ireland and the eyes that he's getting seen. I think um, some of the Irish guys are getting, like, not frustrated, but almost like, you know, we exist too. So the fact that OTT is so big, it's just getting more and more eyes because when you've got a card which has huge names from the indie scene, but you're mixing in a couple of the Irish guys, then it's getting eyes on them, you know, so... We did a weekend over in Ireland last year where we came back raving about you. you I think mean, you were against Johnny Storm. You had a great match with Johnny Storm and Mandela Hall. Oh, Curtis Murray was against Jody Fleisch, and they were both great matches. And we were sort of saying we want to see these guys coming over here a little bit more, getting a few more bookings over here. Um, have you found that your bookings in on on the main island, in England or in Scotland, generally have gone up uh, since your reputation's increased in OTT at all? Uh, like. Not just because OTT, I just think people see that I do train so hard and like, again, I'm not just some guy that used a TV show, like I, yeah. I, I bust my ass off every week and like I'm in the gym trying to, every time I walk through the curtain, I want to look like a wrestler, like I know the business has changed yeah. and I've said it before in other interviews, it's not about being over six foot and like being jacked anymore, that doesn't have to be the way, 
there's so many small guys that are talented and the style of wrestling and what people want to see has changed but just me and my personal opinion I just pride myself on when I walk through the curtain people turning heads you know like people going okay who's this guy and I feel like I do that and the fact that I'm still getting opportunities shows that you know the Love Island thing it has died off a bit from wrestling promotions like I'm not on the posters anymore as you know Love Island star it's I'm, I'm as Adam Maxter which for me is showing that people still believe in me that they can put me on a poster they can put me on their card and it's because they see potential in me in the future not just oh well we'll try and get the odd one or two girls in from Love Island you know I was going to ask you a very silly question that kind of is Love Island related but not Love Island related I promise you it isn't the case if you could kind of tie in with a bit of a crossover with a kind of ITV product that's out there that isn't Love Island what would you like to see yourself perhaps doing would it be having a role on Corey or would it be I don't know I'm a celebrity yeah. I would I would actually I've said this before are you scared of anything at all yeah are? yes so if you can imagine this six foot muscly yeah. wrestler who is terrified of snakes, spiders, like insects, haven't so I think it would be good TV. I think I'd be very funny on that, but I've said before it's probably the only TV show that I would want to do is I'm a celebrity because I would enjoy the physical challenges and I would also make good TV because people wouldn't expect me to be scared of all the little things which I The idea of you yeah. kind of like skipping away scared from putting your hand inside that box kind of um, do you remember that actor that or from Cory or he, he was making all the noises yes that yes. would be me that would be you that would be me oh okay so that would be yeah so <laughs> yeah good TV I look forward to seeing you on I'm a Celebrity um, I was going to ask as well World of Sport obviously debuted on Saturday what are your kind of hopes and aspirations for this series generally what are you sort of, what are you from an outside like from the perspective of just watching it here today what sort of response do you think it's going to get I'm, I'm just hoping that it's not like just a 10 episode thing like hopefully in 10 years it's still going and it's it's going to hopefully produce humongous stars like wrestling's huge in America of WWE and stuff but hopefully this can be something that makes wrestling huge in Britain again um, and I, I got asked another question about you know do I want to see a tie in of WWE guys or Impact guys coming and being a part of this and I said like no because there's enough talent in Britain itself to have a show as as you're going to see there's enough talent in the UK and Ireland to make a great TV programme like the odd one or two guys coming in for a bit of a bit of a pop is great but don't feel the need that every match is going to have to involve an Impact or an ex-WWE guy to get views because it isn't and I feel people just need to give British wrestling a chance because there's so many talented people and for the hardcore wrestling fans I would just want to say give it a chance don't yeah. don't be sitting there ready to go on Twitter to bury something or if something happens in a match that you don't think should have happened or went wrong it's getting straight on the Twitter like if you're a real fan of wrestling or of something then you shouldn't be trying to go out of your way to look at all the negative stuff you know that's that's it really annoys me as a, not just a person but a wrestler as well it's like you're out there busting your ass no one goes out to have a bad match or to, to mess something up and yet they get buried and they get criticised so harshly and it's just the way of the world now people feel that their opinion really matters on social media because they can say it whereas it's like have you ever taken a bump have you ever gone into the ring and risked your life putting your body in someone else's like hands you know so this isn't a product that's ever going to appeal to a PWG well I say never going to appeal to it. it's different from PWG it's, well, it's, it's yeah it's not the right yeah. end of everything though I think you got the grado for the entertainment that the kids are going to laugh at, the mums are going to laugh at, the dads. But then you got Will Ospreay people that are going to attract the hardcore wrestling fans. So I think they're getting it right with the right amount of, yeah. of blend. So who knows? Sounds absolutely. But where can we? Uh, where can you get your merch? Where can we find you online? 
where can people hassle you with those google the name but i know unfortunately love island will come up but um no on instagram and twitter it's just at adam maxted um, I do have a t-shirt on Big Cartel, I believe that's the website. Adamaxed.bigcartel.com? Something like that. And it's it's a pretty cool t-shirt. It's, it's me flexing and it's got flex appeal on it. Because I don't have sex appeal, I have flex appeal. So, Adam, thank you for joining us today and best of luck. Cheers, mate. Hello, uh, we're here with Nathan Cruz. We've just watched the World of Sport debut show. Uh, Nathan, what were your thoughts on the show? Had you seen it previously or was this the first time you'd seen it as well? No, this, this was the first time I've seen it. The only thing I've seen prize this was the trailer. Um, I was I was just so happy to finally see it all pieced together. I've been like a kid counting down to Christmas, waiting for this, like, yeah. since we finished filming. I've been so excited for it. And um, even though I'm not in that first episode, just to see so many of my friends and peers presented so well and so professionally, again, it makes me even more excited to see the second episode when I am on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just so proud of it as... Uh, and then I think that was an underlining theme the entire time we was filming. That it was never about anyone. It was about everyone. We was a team. We all worked together. I remember like us give like I remember I gave Kip a line for a promo, and then Yeston gave us something for a match. And it was that type of thing where we was all working together. We was all on the same page. It was all about let's make this the best we can because then everybody benefits from it. And like that's. Yeah, to see it finally on screen. I think that translates well on screen as well. So, yeah, I, I loved it. Do you think that speaks uh, volumes about the British scene generally and the attitude of most of the people in the UK working at the moment? 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to those the, the guys of the past era. I've learned a lot from those guys. But I think that what we're in now in this is the biggest period in British wrestling. Because on top of World of Sport, you also have NXT UK. You have, you know, you have so many places where guys can still work and work, make full time. This past Tuesday, there was four promotions running shows. Brian Dixon had, had had three alone. So you would think there that seven shows in the UK on a Tuesday, on a weekday, like that's mental. That's like, absolutely yeah, insane. It is, it is right. When I first started in the job in 2006, weekday shows alone were unheard of. But to, like this past Tuesday, there was like IPW, we NGW had Butlins, Brian had three shows, and then there was somewhere else that were on a card. Name escapes me now, but that's insane. That's insane to think that there's that much volume of work out there for the lads to go and get. And it's, it's so exciting. Really. I was going to ask you the changes you've seen. So you've okay. been you debuted. Uh, is it 2006 you debuted? Yeah, August 26th. Stuck in the mind for that one. The change. What are the changes you've seen to this? To the point where we are today, where we're seeing a show that is, let's be realistic, at least going to hit a million people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that. No, yeah, but I and I are laughing. I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, that's actually a real thing. (laughs) Um, It's 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 stepped forward so much. I think the main thing that stepped forward is the quality of training. I think when I got into it, I think the only reputable place was All Star. That was the only place you could go that had reputable trainers. Everywhere else, kind of like had kind of like knock. There was WM, Norwich WAW, the Knight family. They was doing some good stuff as well. It's a hike to get to, though, isn't it? This was the thing. It was like everywhere else was just kind of those places trying to chase that, and it was evident that they was trying to chase that. And unfortunately, that's where I got my start. Was in one of these pretender places, and then. Um, 
But yeah, now you look around. Like, for example, the promotion I'm most associated with is NGW. They have two training schools. They have Hull, which is the head trainers myself, and then you have the North East School, the head trainers Rampage Brown. Do you know what I mean? Like, already there, you've got something blinding. And you've got right, and then you've got the All-Star School still running. Dean Allmark runs that. One of the best wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with. You have so many quality training schools across the country. Daryl Allen runs Knuckle Locks in London. Yep. You have so many great places for people to now learn. And I think that's the biggest thing is that people are taking care of the future going forward now. And I, I feel that that may have been neglected in the past. That it was so wrapped up in like, this is awesome, this is amazing. But the job was so guided then. It, I mean, you hear the tales about how Robbie Brookside got into the job. No, he got the hell beat out of him for the first year he was in the job. And, like, it was so guarded then, they made it so hard to get into. Some would argue it's a good thing. Some could argue it's a bad thing because you didn't have those places for young people who had that ambition to go and learn. And then, and then but um, now that we do have that, we're in this position where we're in now, where we, the influx of talent is ridiculous. I can't believe the depth of talent that's in this country right now. Like... I would hate to be a trainee now <laughs> because I'd be thinking, how hard is it? What am I going to have to do to stand out? Because everyone's at such a supreme level, do you know what I mean? My first few years, I was I was right under the armpits, terrible. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily admit, nine stone, had no real natural ability. It took me a long time to really learn this. So to be a young talent coming through now must be very intimidating because every trainee is just like smashing it. They really are. Interesting you're saying that as well, because um, obviously if this goes out to a million, well, it's got a potential audience of what, 40 million license fee holders, uh, license payers. Yeah, yeah, potentially, and you know, we could see more people coming to wrestling schools as a result of that, but I was going to ask you, since the kind of, and I want to use the term lightly, explosion the British scene, have you noticed a lot more trainees actually coming to wrestling schools, have you noticed numbers going up, like you said you've got two training schools at NGW alone, is that as a result of demand of uh, trainees coming along to the schools? Oh, absolutely, I'd say so, yeah, and more so I see it in the beginners class, and I because you do get people who do want to try it out and then they want to, and, you know, some of them might filter off and might realise that because like, everybody has this pre, this preconception that wrestling is fake and I, I always, if I ever do take the beginners class I don't usually, it's usually Matt Myers but if I do take it I'll always say like just remember this is, this is fixed, it's not fake this is gonna hurt. It's a big it was, between predetermined and fake. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we we train to to avoid serious injury, but you're gonna get hurt, and you can't be afraid of that. That's the first thing you need to eliminate: is the fear of falling on the mat, the fear of getting an uppercut, the fear of taking a forearm to the face. It's gonna happen. It's gonna hurt, but you're not gonna get injured. And um, I think some of them kind of filter out through that, but the ones that do stay on. And as I've just previously mentioned, you go on to see them become something really special and go on to do some great things in the job. And I, I mean, I've got a, a trainee at the moment called Lucas Steele. He's like got every natural God-given ability. He's six foot, I think he's like six foot four, 220 pounds, looks amazing, but picks it up like that. But in his credit, trains so hard. Like He's so dedicated to this. He's the type of trainee who will send me matches saying, oh, I've just watched this. I know he's going to go away and do his homework, do you know what I mean? But that's the thing, like, he stuck through it, and he, yeah, okay, it hurts, get used to it. And, like, he's having his first year in the job at the moment, he's putting in hundreds of miles, like, literally, like, Monday night, 
<laughs> shouldn't be saying this, but Monday night we stayed up drinking till three in the morning after the Skegness show. We all had to be up at seven in the morning to go to the gym, so it was all in the gym by eight. Deadlifting, shoulder pressing, right, right. Four hours sleep, then we had a six hour journey to Minehead where we have to set the ring up, wrestle the show, tear the ring down, and then Paul Luke, I stayed over in Minehead, but Paul Lucas had to drive all the way back to Hull, which had another six hours. So he had a long day on four hours sleep, so he's finding that out now, but again, he's ha he keeps saying like, well, it beats when I was working in Odeon. Do you know what I mean? So he loves it and he's working hard at it. He sounds like a new Ric Flair, if anything, saying that. I'm just thinking of his old stories about, like, two hours sleep, gym, yeah, yeah. That's all I want to be, like, the horseman of my biggest... My biggest influence is probably Tully Blanchard. I always say that. So, like, I, uh, I'm, I'm always about, like, yeah, let's just be the horseman. Let's stay up drinking, let's go to the gym, let's tear it down. Me and Max said have been doing the main event on Butlins for the past, like, few days and, like, 20-minute matches. It's been awesome. I love it. <laughs> And have you found, in terms of how the younger wrestlers are these days, do you find themselves being a lot more kind of diligent and a lot more focused on where the industry could be going? Because obviously, we're kind of on the cusp of something really big here. We've got WWE, we've got World of Sport, you've got big ITV, primetime television coming into the mix as well. You've, you've got the potential for wrestling to really explode within this country. And do you think that the younger wrestlers, did they come to you for guidance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I think that because it's opportunity, right? Yeah. There's so much opportunity that's out there. And I remind our, our trainees of it a lot. There's a young trainee of mine called Cole Quinzel who I'm really behind because he knows that and he works so hard at trying. He's not the biggest kid and he knows he and but he's, he's working so hard to become a bigger kid because of it. The opportunities there for them to grab. I had the opportunity to work with uh, Simon Miller the other day at Defiant. Yes. It was like his fourth match, yes. and um, and it, you know he was excited because he knew, like, given my experience, I'd be able to get him through a, a quality match. But again, like, even I said to see you've done four matches. This was your fourth singles match. I couldn't believe how good he was. Like, it was just. I mean, I said like, you know. You, you can you can thank me all you want, but you held your own in there. You really did. Like you followed me. You listened to, me. and it, it, that type of thing's incredible. Like to see that that level of student is being produced, and that they're that dedicated to just wanting to learn. Adam Max said, "There's another one." Like last year, I wrestled him in October at Butlins, and he was yeah, he was he had a lot of natural ability, but there was a lot to learn. Wrestled him at the start of the year in Newcastle for NGW, and I said, "What what?" Where's all this come from? Like you, you've improved tenfold. So like when I found out how closely we was working together, at well, sport when he was going to be my tag team partner, God, I was so excited. I really was because I, I, I think a lot of Adam. Like I think he's he's a prime example of somebody who was really just got stuck into it. Like I'm putting all my focus, all my energy, all my dedications going into pro wrestling, and it's shown. It really has shown. So yeah, I think I think the talent that uh, the trainees now really are that. They've got the brain switched on about focusing on every aspect of this job to become like something special. Because they know they have to stand out. They know they've got to do something to make themselves stand out. Absolutely, mate. You're no an problem. absolute star.
I'm here with SoCalVal, as a lot of you might well remember from TNA and various independent shows throughout the US. Um, you're now in the UK. I am indeed. Thank you for having me. Can you explain to us, first of all, how did you end up in the UK? Oh, I lost a bet. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, uh, my sister lives in London, so I've been yep. visiting for about seven or eight years for like two or three times a year. I've always been just absolutely fascinated, obsessed with British culture, British architecture, British monarchy. So I, I wanted to come over here and see it for myself. And then I ended up meeting my husband here, and now we live in Milton Keynes. Uh, I've been living here about two and a half years, and being in wrestling for ages, it's just really lucky that I got here when the British scene started booming. How are you finding Milton Keynes? I love it. You know what? It's, it's perfect because we're a little bit away from the frenetic pace of London, but there's great shopping. Yeah. I do an, a, a fashion article for Celebrate MK, a local magazine there, and it's near enough to London where I can get down to work if I need to, but it's, it's far enough away that I can relax, and we go to our local pubs in Stony Stratford, and it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Have you been along to see good wrestling at all? Because I know I that I have been to at least three or four shows, and oh, it should be you? it should be called great wrestling. I Jeez. love it. We were you there the last weekend as I well. I was indeed because uh, one of my favorites there, uh, Gene Money. Oh yeah. Who is completely, I think, one of the breakout stars of Britain. Uh, he's he's been there. He's my most entertaining person to watch, and I love him. So I, I go there to see him and him alone. Let's go on to world of sport. We just watched the premiere. Is that the first time you've seen it? It's the first time I've seen an entire episode. And I must, I must admit that um, I don't love watching and hearing myself. But as wonderful as, as the show was overall, I was so thrilled with everything. I mean, I kept saying to our producers, I kept using the word beautiful. Just, just the, the replay graphics and, and the brackets they've shown to kind of highlight our new tag team division. It was just overall gorgeous. I, I'm, I could not be more thrilled. And I, I was a little nervous watching it. But I'm, I'm just blown away at how uh, flawless it looks. So how long have you been around the wrestling industry? How long have you worked within wrestling for oh now? Um, I gauge it from my very first show. I've been wrestling fans about 10 or 11 years old. But I gauge it from my very first wrestling show, which was March 30th, 2002. So I'm in like my 17th year, I think, of wrestling. That's absolutely doing, wild. Yeah, I've been doing shows consistently since 2002. I'm now 32 years old. I started about 16, so... And yeah. how have you seen in the time... You, how long have you been in the UK for now at this uh, point? I've been visiting for about eight years. I've been living here about two and a half years. How have you seen in terms of the UK um, industry and in terms of the, the amount of talent that are coming through now at the moment, how have you seen them develop as well oh, leading gosh. up to where we are, where we're potentially going to have two million people watching British wrestling on primetime Saturday night? It's, it's been amazing because you know what? Like, I, I feel very uh, blessed that I got to be here and see sort of the, the stars like Martin Kirby and Joe Hendry, who's probably my ultimate favorite, um, and, and Will Ospreay and people like that, who I was watching these independent shows thinking, oh my gosh, this is the future of wrestling. And for them to be on the main stage that they are now and to be in a with a mainstream audience and more specifically a fee, uh, a family audience so like little kids can watch it you know your grandparents can watch it it's fun for the whole family for them to be in the living rooms of millions and millions of families every saturday night at 5 p.m may i plug that uh is, is really cool because again like me being a wrestling fan I, I was young about 10 or 11 years old so i started young watching it but there are little kids now that they're gonna you know 
be, be watching this on Saturday night, they'll become like major, major wrestling fans, which is really cool. Because we're not just catering to like the, the diehard fan, which I am as well. We're catering to families who are not really that well versed in wrestling. People that missed out on the original world of sport, which was 1965 to 85. So if they missed that bracket, unfortunately, now there's a resurgence. They can see what they've been missing all these years. And in terms of, you've interestingly mentioned in terms of world, world of sport, because yeah. obviously. It feels to us that, that world sport disappeared and then WWF slash E kind of filled that gap for that as well. Um, but you are, for me, very synonymous with TNA slash Impact Wrestling as well. What are the similarities between the production for TNA Impact and for what you've seen for World of Sport and the sort of similarities and slash differences? I think that um, in terms of, you know, I will give uh, Impact Wrestling credit where it's due. Their production value and their attention to detail and storylines is very similar to World of Sport. I think Mm. that, you know, we have that thing going. For me, you know, I was always kind of a very girly girl. I wasn't really well-versed in sports and athleticism, things like that. Uh, What I loved about it, just personally, everyone has their own take on wrestling. Personally, I loved the pomp and circumstance. I loved the storylines, loved the strong female characters. And, you know, for that reason, that's what World of Sport, I think, will bring fans into because of that. You know, once you start watching it, you do appreciate the athleticism, the the amazing uh, maneuvers that they do and and the amazing uh, matches that we have. And, you know, without the commentary team, you know, I'm happy to be with Stu Bennett and Alex Shane. They're amazing. But without us, it would still be an amazing show because the wrestling stands on its own. It's incredible. But, you know, to me, having the whole package, like Impact Wrestling did, with the production value and the pizzazz of amazing, you know, graphics and cinematography, uh, we do share that same value, which is very, very important, especially to me, being kind of a visual person, a very creative person. I'm into fashion and things like that. So, to me, it needs to be a very visually dazzling show, and that is exactly what I saw tonight, which was I was so surprised about, because being there doing the commentary live, and I knew it was an amazing show. I felt it was great. But to see the, the finished product and see the graphics involved, it's just, it's absolutely dazzling is the word I'd use to describe it. It really is. What was your, I was going to ask you, what was your initial reaction when watching oh, the show? That was it. I, I mean, I, you know, I saw all the matches and I was so, so, thr- so enthralled. And again, to watch them back, it was really cool because I think the differences with other wrestling shows, first of all, the cinematography, the production value is so much better than every wrestling show. Yeah. Secondly, I would say that the different camera angles are really exciting as well. You know, kind of the overhead camera angle yeah. in every match, the turnbuckle camera, you know, making sure that we see every single move. Not only that, but especially important to me, again, as a female who was into the storylines growing up, the build-up to what... not. I'm never interested in kind of like what the match is about. I'm interested in why the match is happening. I want to know that there's revenge being seeked there. I want to know that there's sort of retribution. So as the WOS wrestling uh, series progresses, you'll see sort of the feuds and the drama unfold. And that, to me, is what captivates me watching wrestling more than anything. A question we've been asking lots of personalities from World of Sport Wrestling is uh, if you could see yourself in an ITV kind of crossover product, uh, what do you see yourself doing? Oh, God. Um, I'm just going to throw, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. How are you with snakes and creepy crawlies? I think because I'm horrible at it and I'm, an, I'm a self-proclaimed indoor girl, it would make for hilarious television. Okay. Um, I am, you know, I don't even camp, I don't glamp, nothing. 
for that, would I wish that upon you myself? Maybe not. Yes, of course. But for that reason, I think it would be really funny. You know, the other thing is, like, you know, being an American, we have so many different quips and so many different quirks that uh, British people don't have. Uh, not in a good or bad way, which is very different. And I feel like when I talk, I have a lot of girlfriends here now that we have a lot of differences. And I feel like being in the wilderness, I might have that Texan charm come out and, you know, I might need to choke a rattlesnake. I don't know. It could get weird in there. But I just feel like one of those shows would be would be hilarious because I'm such a an indoor high maintenance type of a girl if I can oh, yeah. oh, okay. I might as well admit that I think my husband would agree um, that kind of show would be hilarious I would love that but I also I'm a huge Towie fan oh, I gosh. absolutely love Towie I've, I've seen a lot of reality shows over here I watch Real Housewives religiously in America but Towie to me is hilarious I think I need to go on that show and just tell all of those girls to dump every boyfriend they've ever had they're all <laughs> jerks they can do so much better they need some self respect I love what they wear, but good no, good lord, they need some help in the relationship department. I think I'm, I'm the American that needs to come in and tell them what to do. Where can we find you? Where can we find, uh, whether it be uh, on social media, any any pages you have? Thank you. Uh, I have a fashion blog, and my website is ValerieWyndham.net, but I'm mostly on Twitter, at SoCalValerie, and all of my accounts are linked there on Twitter, at SoCalValerie. Yeah. Well, Val, thanks ever thank so much you, for your time, and Tonight. thank you. Thank you.